You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge right here in Welland, Ontario. And I'm joined by an incredibly special guest, as you can see, Canary Yellow, Kelly Jones. This guy does so many things. You're the program manager at Employment Solutions. You're a DJ. You're on the organizing committee of the Terry Fox uh, run that happens here in Niagara. Uh, You're also now the chair of the Welland Downtown BIA. Yeah, and and the commissioner of the WNHL. I was just going to get to that. Oh, you're going to get to that. Yeah, sorry. So Uh, many hats, and neither of us wear hats, really, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, hair reasons why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of gets in the way. Yeah. But I, I'm really stoked to have you on because we've had a lot of really exciting guests already, and this is only episode 15. But the thing I think that impresses me the most about you is the fact that you're able to do not only so many things, but so many things so well. And you, This is good, as I love the self-esteem boost yeah, already. I That's my job here is to blow smoke up, up, uh, up everybody's butt. So... It really is. Uh, it's amazing that you're able to do so many different things. So I guess maybe the first question I want to ask you is, how do you find the balance? And what is it? Do you have any special tricks? Do you have someone taking your emails for you? Or are you just a really good planner and organizer? Well, when people yeah, ask me, like, hey, how do you do all this sort of stuff? And, and uh, you know, I do have downtime. I have a fantastic wife and, and a mm-hmm. child and all that sort of wonderful stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, the balance is, is important. Uh, but I don't really, uh, and I'm not downplaying, you know, binging or making fun of binging an entire season of Netflix. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, I've actually become pretty disinterested in, you know, episode TV. Yeah. Don't, I, go, I watch the Bills. I watch the Bruins. I watch Blue Jays games, you know, that kind of stuff. And there's a few TV shows that I like. Uh, but, you know, for people that if they like to unwind uh, and watch TV, that's totally cool. I like to, you know, maybe put together some rosters or book some ice times for our hockey league or, you know, just send a few emails or text messages saying, hey, are you interested in being in the Terry Fox run, for example? Um, or, you know, coming down to Employment Solutions or something like that. You know, that's the stuff that yeah, I yeah. that I enjoy doing uh, ultimately. I, I think it's... Um it's a great thing because I get the question a lot about how I do so many things, but the difference is I'm not very good at it. <laughs> like for me, it really is difficult to organize. And for people that obviously don't know uh, either of us or only know one, or even if they know both of us, we worked on the well in downtown BIA together for about two years that I served. You're yeah. still there obviously as the chair. Um, you know <laughs> through experience that I'm someone that you have to hound to get things done. Not because I can't do it. It's just my mind is I'm a scatterbrain, right? I'm all over the place. So when I see someone like yourself, you're always collected, you're always calm, and you always seem to have an idea of where you need to be going. So I think that's something really important for people who want to be successful in whatever they're passionate about. I don't think it needs to be necessarily a board, a committee, or a business, or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> but I think you know, whatever you're doing, I, I think what I've got from that is that things that don't necessarily matter, that aren't priorities to you, you get rid of and you focus on the things that do matter. And it seems to be easier because you freed up some time in your days. That sound yeah, accurate. And, and your passions will put you in those directions and they'll your passions will prioritize your time. But, you know, you know, I was you know, we're closer to your age. And, you know, I did a a few community things when I used to work at the Y or Niagara College. But it's like training for 
a marathon, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not going to be like, I'm going to go run 42 kilometers today. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wake up and run 42. You know, you take a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And ultimately, my my wife and myself, uh, we we were struggling to actually um, give birth to our first child. And uh, so ultimately, uh, we said, you know, like this is a challenge that we've been presented, but what are we going to do with the time that we would spend with our child? And mm-hmm. so we, you know, came up and developed uh, the Hurry Hard for Cancer, our cancer fundraiser. And we both started to become a little bit more active in the community. And, you know, you can believe in karma, but we ended up having a child and he's fantastic. Sloan. Um, yeah, Sloan Jones. And Sloan so, Jones. I've never said it together. That's even better. Yeah. So he's. Because I thought Sloan was a great name, but now Sloan Jones. Sloan Jones. Yeah. So he's. If he's yeah, not a poet, I don't know whoever will be. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping, yeah, some sort of music <laughs> background uh, as a, I like to play music myself. But. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but now that we have the child and now I've just carried on the momentum, but you know, you just take on one thing at a time. So for anyone that's interested in, you know, being more active in the community, it doesn't have to be a ton of stuff. It just has to be, you know, a few things or Mm -hmm. starting off, you know, is it volunteering at the Hope Center or is it, uh, volunteering at a senior's home, you know, do that once a week, just Mm -hmm. be consistent about it. And then you get yourself trained, you know, it's a practice, right? Yeah. You know, you want to run a marathon. You start, okay, I'll run two kilometers once a week, then three kilometers and maybe in a month or so. Right. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. Uh, And especially for me, because I'm still pretty new at this. You know, I mean, my first volunteer experience um, was the, the first cleanup that. I did here, I guess, 2015. So it's only been about four years. Uh, And it was maybe six to eight months after that, that our executive director at the time for the BIA approached me and said, hey, you should get involved and do some, you know, volunteer work and whatever. And I'm like, sure. And that's, I think, when we started to get to know each other, because we did know each other prior to that, or Mm -hmm. at least we've met. Um, But I think for a lot of people, I don't know if it's true for yourself, it just kind of happened for me. I, I did one thing and then someone asked me to do something else. And then here I am doing six things. And here you are, you know, I don't know how much our age difference is, but you know, there's here you are at your stage of your life and you've yeah. got 20 things. So I think you're, that's the perfect analogy talking about the marathon. You know, you start with one kilometer, then you do five, then you do 10, and then you finally hit your 25, right? Yeah. So with my job at Employment Solutions, right, you know, we have, you know, we're welcome to, you know, people that have just graduated university, people that have worked uh, full time, people that have maybe even just come out of rehab or, you know, been Mm -hmm. unemployed for whatever reason for, you know, a long period of time. And when they come into our office and say, I want to work full time, I want to start working now. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a real big if you haven't worked in three years for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. no judgment there. It's just you know, for you to jump into a full-time job, being active on your feet or even at a desk thinking, uh, you know, logically the whole time, mm-hmm. that's like, that's a big jump, right? So Absolutely. we usually recommend a lot of our clients just to kind of ease into it, right? You know, and I feel like, not to say society, but I feel like we're only living in extremes right now. And I feel like for easing sure. into things just in general, I think is a good life tip, especially if you're doing job searching or looking to get more involved with the community. I think that's really important. Yeah. And knowing your strengths and weak weaknesses too, I, I think, cause again, we, I mentioned it at the beginning of this, we talked about, you know, you, I, in my perspective, you may not feel this way, but looking at you for myself, I see someone who's very collected, very calm, and you seem to Uh, have a good handle on what you're doing in your everyday life where again as for myself I feel very scattered and it's hard for me to collect my thoughts so I think that's why I'm better in a leadership position with a team 
um, not necessarily underneath me, but with me, yeah. because I'm better at thinking, okay, this is what I want to get done. And, you know, I have a whole bunch of different ideas that I have, but the execution part, I, I'm, a, I'm good at delegating. I know that this person's really good at sponsorship or this person's really good at customer service and I can do that. But to actually get me to do those jobs, I couldn't do all six. That's just not my thing. Um, but maybe, um, I'd like to know, let's see, how did you find out that you liked doing volunteer work or, or helping other people? Was there like an initial moment where you're like, oh, I really like doing this? Okay. Uh, I think ultimately, um, so we go back to my high school years at Notre Dame. And I think having role models uh, like with the pilgrimage with Paul Turner, mm -hmm. especially, yeah. and other teachers of that, of that variety that, you know, I apologize. I'm not, I'm not mentioning. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and especially with Paul, because that's someone I look up to cause he's out there every, yeah. every month, every day. I literally have tickets right behind me. He sold me. I, he, yeah. I don't think he even asked me. He just told me, Hey, I'm going to give you tickets and you're mm -hmm. going to be some money for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then my, my, as an, I have, I've grown in as adult, my views on the Catholic church have evolved. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately, um, I still take a lot of those key lessons that, you know, you gain from the pilgrimage, you know, mm -hmm. you're thinking beyond yourself, thinking beyond your community. And so that really got things moving along. And then as I got uh, into rec and leisure at Niagara college, uh, and then started working at the YMCA. So YMCA, very community based organization, mm -hmm. They're centered around volunteering. I'm still a volunteer. I volunteered this morning uh, as a spin instructor, so I do that every Wednesday. Cool. 6 so that's volunteer work. Then. That's volunteer. Yeah. So at the YMCA, all the all your group fitness instructors, mm -hmm. they do it out of their the goodness of their own heart and uh, obviously their own well being and fitness. But it's something that I really enjoy, and we can talk about my spin class. Yeah. And, no. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so keep. So that started kind of in that area. Yeah. And, and then so yeah, the YMCA really just you know gets you you see the the impact mm -hmm. on working with different youth and that was uh you know that's not how i started but for when i kind of crescendoed at the y i was a youth coordinator child and youth summer camp mm -hmm. coordinator so working with a whole bunch of group of people and i started doing uh group development and leadership development through that um mm -hmm. so that's how kind of things started right so being very communally focused uh, is important. And uh, the fun thing about working at the Y is uh, when you get older, <laughs> you get to really find out like if kids remember you that are in adult form now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it lets you know about your legacy and uh, not to use that word too impactful, but they go like, oh, Kelly, no. do you remember me from camp? And they're like, and you're like, oh, good. I'm glad I wasn't a jerk, you no. know, 15 years. I don't ago. think there's anything yeah. wrong with with talking about that. I I can't remember the speaker. I'm probably going to botch it, but I'm pretty sure it was Tony Robbins. Uh, that was one of his gorgeous uh, teeth. Yeah, gorgeous teeth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure they were manufactured. But yeah. anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure that was hit last year's theme for him was building your legacy. And I think one of the issues we face, you talked about extremes is everyone wants to hit, you know, you have to sell a million records, you know, or I'm saying records, my God, but you have to sell a, a million streams of your, of your song, or you have to, um, for myself and coffee, you have to sell a million cups of coffee, whatever it is, but there's nothing wrong with being really good in your area or the best uh, is, you know, a personal best, because I think so many people think if you, if they can't hit that milestone, then it's not worth doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I would never want to undermine the impact that you had on these people from, from youth camps or at the YMCA, because I know for myself, my grade five teacher, 
is one of my biggest reasons for doing anything in my life. And he was a person that taught me how to play drums, you know, taught me how to play in a band. And I, I had no identity. I had no reason. Um, sorry, sorry, not no reason, but I wasn't smart enough to be a nerd. You know, I wasn't uh, athletic enough to be a jock. I had nothing. So he saw that in me and said, hey, you should play drums and you should play in this band and I'm going to teach you guys how to do it. Mm -hmm. For him, that's four or five kids. Maybe that's it. If that was it forever, he's changed my life forever. And I don't think that that's something that you could ever take away from a person. So I think if you, if you help 20 kids your whole life, that is a huge accomplishment because that's 20 people that are going to now change other people's lives because of that. Yeah. And then I think that's good to add to that is thinking about, you know, as I'm like, I'll be 41 next month. So I'm starting to think more about that kind of stuff. Uh, but your, your day-to-day -day interactions, I know everyone's busy or at least their perception is that they're super busy as well. Um, is that, you know, everyone you have in, in contact with, that's all part, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff grows. You know, when I was a camp counselor, uh, at the YMCA, when I was fresh out of college, did I think that I was going to go to Brock university at age 30 to upgrade my education? And did I think I was gonna be doing group projects with people that used to be my campers? No, <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think that. Uh, but I ended up in that situation. I always said, oh, glad, I'm glad I wasn't a jerk. This would have been kind of awkward and, and you know, kind of different, right? Yeah, so, yeah. and that's, you know, we can talk about how much of a mind mess that is, but uh, ultimately it, 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 you know, everyone that you come in contact with is, is part of your, your footprint, your mm -hmm. impact and all that sort of stuff. And I like, you know, adding to the, the extreme things, you know, selling a thousand records or getting a thousand hits or, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I, I see it in, in the Welland community. I feel a lot of people contribute to the Welland community, like a flare gun, like they just like, yeah. and everyone's attention is up there. It's like, Oh, oh wow. And then they disappear. Yeah. You know, and it's it takes, you know, going back to Paul Turner and other people like that, it takes consistency years Absolutely. upon years upon years to really make an impact. And it's it's a lot of hard work. Um, but at the end of the day, you can put your head on your pillow or wherever you sleep at night and uh, you can say, hey, I, I did some pretty good things today. Yeah. And hopefully it motivates others, too. And uh, to kind of pull away. But, yeah, the consistency thing is something it's I, huge. I, I coach my clients all that. You know, because, you know, if you look at someone's resume and they maybe have job retention issues, you know, that that lack of consistency that speaks volumes to people that are reading your resume or and that kind of stuff. So it's the commitment Absolutely. and consistency thing is goes a long way. I can attest that 100 percent, because anytime someone comes in into my shop with a resume and they have seven things in two years, I'm like, OK, why? That's my first question is, why did you switch jobs so quickly? Um, and if the answer is I didn't like it or you know, my employer was being unfair. I'm like, okay, maybe one time, but all seven times your employer was being unfair. Maybe you just don't like working, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you, you have to differentiate it. And uh, I'm always careful of that because I have a couple friends in my life who, you know, they want to be famous. They want to be rich. And, and nothing that there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's I've the never wrong. tried it famous yeah. and rich, but I'll, I'm I, I just think it's yeah. the wrong way to go about it because they they're opportunists. They jump from one thing to the next and people never know where they're at. So they don't believe in their brand, you know, and I think that's something that I had to teach myself as well, because, you know, I have all these different ideas and all these thoughts, but if you keep jumping ship, no one believes in you. You know, you have mm. to show and prove to people yes, this is what I'm doing. And, but at, at the same time, you also need to be doing it for yourself because if you're doing it for people to notice you, they're going to know it's not genuine mm -hmm. uh, and they won't get behind you. Uh, but anyway, switching gears because uh, time's flying by already with you. Ta let's talk about the spin classes a little bit. Okay. So 
you you teach them. I've, yeah, I've been teaching for like ten, over 10 years. Yeah. I also see, uh, I think it's on Twitter because it's the only place you're on social media, right? Is, is Twitter? Uh, or you're on uh, Twitter Instagram and too? I have a WNHL account that I manage on, on Instagram. Instagram. So yeah. I, that's where I, I, I think I see some of it too. You also DJ these things? Well, or is that I, a separate I, I gig? curate the music. I'm not like got the headphones okay, on. Okay, I wasn't sure because when class, I see yeah. it. So, but you all, you do DJ as well, right? Yeah. So I work for a company called Black Creek Music. Yeah. Um, so it's something that, uh, you know, the owner, Jordan Golly and myself played mu- live music together mm-hmm. and this business kind of evolved. And uh, so my passion for music, which started in high school, similar to yours, mm-hmm. um, ultimately I was like, I like music and I was always, you know, curious about how people react to music and then you know lo and behold a family reunion and then at my wife's cottage before she was my wife I just started playing a few songs and uh, people were like oh okay play this song and plays and I enjoyed it and they're like hey you did a good job last night I never really thought about it mm-hmm. and uh, then I'm like someone's like do you want to do my wedding so actually my first wedding was in Buffalo don't tell customs Canada <laughs> or you know uh, <laughs> you're you're done. You're never going. Yeah, over it's again. ten years. It's ten years. So I think there's a statue of limitations we in hope. there somewhere. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. So I did my first DJing wedding there, and it was quite an adventure. Uh, mm. When I showed up, the gear wasn't there, so we had the rally. We we drove to Cheektowaga in my Toyota Yaris and borrowed someone's gear that I never met before. Me nice. and the groom loading up this Toyota Yaris and then flying it back to the venue. But it happened to be it was a multi-floor venue, so our stuff was actually delivered to the fourth floor. But then it was on the third floor. So every wedding like uh, since I've done that is um, has been a lot easier <laughs> than that one, right? <laughs> and so I do about probably ten weddings a year for the last That's probably awesome, six man. or seven years. Yeah, but by no means am I rocking any clubs. I'm 41 in, in a month. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not down with uh, you know all the hits. But uh, I, I've had a you know DJ seniors homes, you know all. That's awesome though. Everything in between, you know. So uh, yeah, so it's it's given me an extension on the music, and uh, yeah, and it's also a lot of fun. And but it's like anything, right? It's like if your couple is fun at the stag and doe and or at the wedding, it's gonna be a fun night. Of course, yeah. You know, other There's people not dictate much you can that. do to screw it up, right? Yeah. Just keep uh, catering. Well, you to could it. you could play "Everyone Hurts" by REM, <laughs> you know, on loop. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I do love that song, but there's a time and a place. I'm yeah. really bad at curating music. That's like whenever someone's like, pick a song, I'm like, no, no, I, I can't. Like, I, I enjoy all sorts of music, but I'm not the kind of person that feels rooms out. I'm not good at that. Like, my brother is so good at that. Yeah. He just knows what everyone wants to listen to all the time. He can read a crowd. I'm so bad at it. Because if it were up to me, I'd just be putting on Manson and no one would be getting to yeah. it. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's a time and a place for the portrait of American family. Yeah. I don't think there ever is in public anymore. <laughs> it gets it gets you into too much trouble. So. Yeah. No, but that's uh, that's awesome. So, how do you find this new role as chair of the BIA? So I maybe I'll give a quick break, breakdown for people that don't know. Uh, the Well and Downtown BIA is a board of management. It's a mm-hmm. board of directors, uh, and it, it it's located within a certain um, area on a map. So it, it's basically encompass, encompasses the downtown area. Yeah. So a little over 300 businesses, if I'm not... Uh, yeah, 300 businesses. Yeah, about yeah. 300 businesses. Um, each of these people, it's not a tax. It's something that's collected with property taxes called a levy. It's a small amount. I think I pay like 200 bucks a year, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty uh, And controlled. there's a bunch of perks that come around with it. So you guys incentivize businesses to come... Uh, or people to come and support the businesses in our area, uh, whether that's with beautification, like flower baskets or, you know, active transportation, having the um, bike racks and you've got waste receptacles uh, and then also events. 
And so uh, I remember when I was on uh, the BIA, one of the things that we did a lot of were events. And I know you guys are starting to switch gears. Um, nope. not, not, not so much of an opinion. on. I think that's a great thing where you guys have gone with it. Do you find your perspective has changed on direction now that you are at the helm? Uh, no, I, I've been holding on true, but, you know, I want to be more, I guess, responsive to our businesses. Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, we're at our AGM on October 9th at Rose City Kids uh, yeah. on Division Street. Uh, I believe it'll be 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, we're going to be kind of introducing, um, you know, inviting people to strategic plan meeting after Great. the uh, the after the event. Like our 2020 budget is set. We've got some new great ideas. Um cleanup crews, dinner and a movie ideas, you know, so a lot of stuff that's going to be happening throughout the year instead of just more of a big, big uh, in the summertime, big in the summer, excuse me. So yeah, big in the summertime. So, so with that, uh, yeah, we've a good balance between special events mm. and then we're not really at, if you know, for me speaking just as chair and keep in mind, I'm only one vote on the, on the, uh, yeah. on the board. Um, but I don't think we're at where we need to be for business encouragement or business stimulation in the downtown area. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it does, there's lots of players, you know, you got your property owners. Is it a rental? Is it a lease? Is it an ownership? What, are the, what is it? Zoning? All that sort of for stuff. Sure. There's many different factors at play. And I think that uh, since I've been on the, on the board, you know, our in relationship with the city and the region has really improved Yeah, it's because a it, it's, it's a multi player thing. It's, it's, it's a band. Yep. To make the song sure. of downtown sound good, right? So, you know, they all have to be kind of playing the same tune. So we're kind of working at that. And that's, mm -hmm. that's you know, going back to my thing, that's, that take time. That takes time to develop those relationships. And there's going to be some pitfalls and there's going to be some issues. But I think we're definitely trending in the, in the right direction. That's awesome. Uh, but I'm excited to see what members come back. We have done a, a survey uh, over the last two years. Mm -hmm. So that's been added to our contributions to our strategic plan and our strategic plan. I think we're hoping for like three to five years. Great. Um, but I think three years is probably the most realistic uh, looking at, you know, how long people spend on the board and mm -hmm. all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. Are you guys looking for any new board members? Or are you at capacity at this point? So right now I think we have, we have some three exciting people that uh, not, we can't officially announce, but they have their paperwork in. Great. And I think we'll have maybe I'm one assuming you're going to announce at the AGM. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably announce it at the AGM and those people will be there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also have some subcommittees too, right? So Great, if you're yeah. looking at it saying I'm running my own business, which is very engulfing. Um, and I totally get that. But, you know, like we talked about, you know, just small contributions. Yeah. You know, a subcommittee, the beautification subcommittee, the getting together, working together with the, the company that we've chosen for the flowers. What are the flowers going to look like? What colors? Absolutely. Where are they going to go? All that sort of stuff. So if that's something you're passionate about, the beautification piece, great. Be on that subcommittee. Mm. It's literally two hours a month. Yeah, so and you when, can when be you in control of, of what it looks like around your business, right? You can be in control of the flavor of a community, which yeah. is important because I know I think pretty much everybody on the planet has an opinion. Um, and so if you feel a certain way about your community, this is an opportunity to have a little bit of, uh, of control of that or at least say and your, your voice is being heard because, yeah. uh, again, this is going to be a little bit of preaching for me, but... When I see it online, and you're lucky to not have Facebook, but when I see people on Facebook saying, here's a waste of our taxpayers' money, whatever, have you ever sent one email? No. One email. 
That's all you got to do. Send an email to whoever's in charge. And if you don't know, ask the question, who's in charge of doing this? And people are more than happy to help you. Because I'm sure if someone's like, hey, there's a bunch of cigarette butts outside of this business in the downtown. What do we do about it? And they sent you an email like, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We'll relay that to the proper person that needs to hear about it and we'll get something done about it. But you know, by yelling about cigarette butts, nothing's really going to change. Right. But if you can be on the beautification subcommittee and you're like, you know what, maybe we can get some butt disposal uh, units outside of X business. Right. And uh, maybe that'll resolve some of the problems. So I think getting involved is important. If if you're just, you know, blowing your trumpet and hoping people are going to hear it, you're at the top of a mountain. You got to bring the trumpet a little bit closer to people's ears. Right. Yeah. And then also, you know, being controlled in your responses, which I do feel overall social media lacks. And and I'm not saying I've never you know, may have reacted poorly to a post or, or what I have do, you. I do, like, regularly. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, you, you just have to ex- exert some self-control. Yeah. You know, you know, you were nice enough to say that you feel that I'm pretty controlled. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and then, you know, because sometimes your first trigger response and that is, is sometimes not always the right one. And you're 100% yeah. right because I know 100% that how I so, felt. So it's, we're up to 200%. 200 percent certain that so many of my opinions prior to being on city council were so wrong so wrong because i had no perspective and perspective is gained through talking to people by receiving new information by being in a new environment uh and now being on council i'm like wow like all of these things i was criticizing the city about like there's budget restraints, right? We're, we're limited to what we can do because there's not money there or we don't have the staffing there. Um, and then there's other things that I may have been right about and now we can double down because now I have that perspective and I can say, okay, now I have the numbers in front of me. Why aren't we doing this? And you can ask the tough questions and things happen. But again, without actually getting involved, I mean, really, you have no perspective. You need to gain perspective by getting involved. Yeah. And it's easy to, you know, to make the quick judgments and say, oh, you know, the city's messed up or whatever. The city has no idea. And some things are wrong. So believe me, some things are wrong. I'm not going to say everything's perfect, but it's a a work in progress. But I I just really want people to think that they're, you know, and same thing with me. The more I got involved and saw city council meetings, you know, you you say to take a look at the whole perspective. Right. So, for example, last night's council meeting, you know, like we're going to spend a significant amount of money because a, a sewage system collapsed, right? Yep. It's old, old aging infrastructure that costs a lot of money. So that money's got to come from somewhere. Yep. Right. And so, you know, it's only, it's like our own personal budget, right? There's only so much money coming in and then we have these emergency expenses. So if someone like, you know, you, whatever you run over some glass, you lose two tires. That's yep. like probably six, seven, 800 bucks that you didn't plan on. Right. So yeah, that's a key factor that people have, have to look at the, you know, there's lots of weird, old rules that are in place that are been there for years, you know? So for example, going back to our flowers, yeah, we have some flowers that are run by or uh, controlled by the BIA picked, colored yeah. and, um, and watered by the BA. There's other planters downtown that are cities. We try to coordinate colors, but you know, we ultimately at the end of the day, we have two different crews coming out to, you know, we're working on that. Yeah. And that takes time, it. right? Cause yeah. there's, there's a budget and staffing and union and for all sure. that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's easy to think like, that's ridiculous. They have two flowers. But then once you start to like, d- dive into the details, you you're like, get it. okay, well, it's still not the most efficient way of doing things, but I have a strong understanding now, right? Absolutely. So now it's going to take some time. Great. Mm. Now time flew. Um, 
we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. I think because of time sensitivity, probably the most important thing to touch on is the Terry Fox run. Okay, yeah, this Sunday. So if you're listening to this, it's today. So get down there. It's at uh, Merritt Island, right? Yeah. Starting at Merritt Island. You don't need to pre-register. You just show up. Uh, If you can't make it or if it's you're listening to this after the run, you can donate where? Uh, Terry Fox, uh, terryfox.org. Uh, is the website and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so everything goes to the terry fox foundation i know a lot, a lot of people ask about where's the administrative fees so I, I did some research on that so uh 21 of the all the donated money uh would go to administration fees but you know it's pretty amazing it's not a lot a huge number it no, seems it's not like a huge it number, but yeah. considering how much work and research they do uh for cancer is amazing so yeah and you know it's it's a really important job so i, I totally believe in those staff getting paid proper wages yeah, absolutely <laughs> you know uh, is there anything else you want to plug, promote, anything? you got hockey season coming up? or Yeah, WNHL starts, well, it starts on Wednesday yeah. tonight, opening night in Welland and Pelham. we got six teams. Our first uh, year, it's our six-pack inaugural season, so that's uh, always very exciting. So we've got some great players. Uh, so we'll, we'll have different charity events, so WNHL Welland on Instagram or uh, at uh, WNHL2 on Twitter. So there's always lots of uh, exciting stuff that you guys can get involved with on helping local charities. Awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. The time flew. I thought we were going to be here for three hours. No, I mean, if we keep talking out there, probably, so you might have to run. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I really, really appreciate you being here. You guys are listening to Above the Mug, and we will see you guys next week. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug.